Welcome to the podcast from the International Franchise Association, Franchise Voice. I'm your host, Jack Munson. with Matt Haller from the International Franchise Association talking today about emerging brands and emerging franchisors. Matt, how are you? Good, Jack. Good to see you. We've got the Emerging Franchisor Conference coming up in just a couple of weeks, and I wanted to ask you your opinion on why something like this is so important for an emerging brand to get out there and do some networking and and maybe get some education when they're at this very early stage in their life cycle. What do you think about the Emerging Franchise or Conference and the brands attending? Well, other than that, it's in New Orleans, which is by far <laughs> the most fun city. Uh, That's a in plus, America. yeah. Uh, that is a plus. Uh, in franchising, I mean, I've been doing this 12 years. The one thing that is so rewarding about my members in this industry is the willingness to share, um, even amongst competitors. And I, I think for emerging franchisors, you know, we structure this event so that every speaker is a franchisor um, that's walked in your shoes, you know, at some point in their career before you. So whether you're a founder or a CEO or, you know, a senior leader of, you know, an early stage franchisor, you know, you have the opportunity to, yes, learn and sit in sessions, um, but also just to build that network of people that you can call. Uh, and bank shot some idea or some question off of, you know, that you're inevitably going to have, because at the end of the day, when you really, you know, rip franchising down to its studs, you know, the model is pretty similar um, from industry to industry and the challenges that people have, whether it's on friend dev or technology or marketing um, or operations, you know, there's some pretty, um, co- you know, strong commonalities um, around, uh, around uh, this, this industry. So I think that's the reason to, you know, take two days uh, or even a day if you can't make it for the full uh, events and, and get down to New Orleans for this. This is one of my favorite events, mostly because it is a lot of people who we haven't seen before, a lot of first timers, and it's really sort of their first exposure to a lot of other franchisors. And I've always noticed that all of the conferences we go to, there are more notes being taken at this conference than any other place that we go. There's a lot of people writing it, writing down everything fast and furiously. So any parting thoughts uh, about franchisors at that emerging stage that we want to have join us? Yeah, I think the convention, if you've looked at the IFA convention versus the emerging franchisor conference, I'm not trying to talk people out of going to the convention, of course, but it can be a little overwhelming for, you know, an early stage uh, franchisor, an emerging franchisor. And, you know, that's one of the other nice things about this event. You will be able to spend time with every single person that you want to spend time with um, there. And you don't really have to worry about not running into somebody because it is a smaller, um, more intimate event. But at the same time, the speakers, as I mentioned, are all, you know, high caliber, you know, sort of experts in their craft and they are volunteering, you know, to give time back, you know, to make sure that this industry is set up for success for the next generation. So I think those are a couple other reasons why I really encourage people to attend. All right. And like you said, it's in New Orleans. So sign me up now. We will see you there in New Orleans at the Emerging Franchisor Conference, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Jack.
Joining me now at Franchise Voice is Meg Roberts. She's the CEO and president of The Lash Lounge. Hey, Meg, how are you? Hey, Jack, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. I cannot wait for the Emerging Franchisor Conference. It's one of my favorite events of the year. It's not the biggest event, but I think pound for pound, I think it's probably the most worthwhile event. You're going to be the MC again this year at the EFC, right? I am the MC. This is my third year running, Jack. So I'm going to assume part of the reason you love that program is for my never ending <laughs> jokes and quips on stage. Absolutely. But in all seriousness, this is my third year in a row. I absolutely love this conference. It's a terrific way for emerging franchisors and up and comers in our industry to get a really intimate look at franchising, get close to CEOs and leaders and have really focused and intentional content. There's something about this show too that is different than a lot of shows in that there are many people who have not been to an IFA event before. This is their first time. And I think there's something interesting there that when I meet those people, I tend to uh, bond with them quickly. And then you, you start a relationship with them that maybe you wouldn't start at the big IFA convention or some of the big expos or something where there's thousands of people. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, for those of us who've been in the industry 10, 15, almost 20 years, you know, so many people, hopefully you're lucky enough to know so many people and have the tremendous relationships that really is the definition of franchising, right? We lean in and help one another. When we're at IFA, you can't walk five steps without bumping into a friend. And when you're at Emerging, it's the time to make those friends that are going to be the relationships you have for a lifetime. So I echo what you're saying entirely. The, the intimacy and the size of this event really creates the perfect segue for a newcomer to be introduced to IFA and all that it has to offer. And then by the time they get to the IFA conference, you know, whether it's the following February or perhaps even a year later, they've got their sea legs and they feel really comfortable. They've got some friendly faces they know, and they know how to navigate that, that bigger ocean, if you will. You know, we're sort of starting in a, in a big pond here with emerging, and then you sort of make your way into that big ocean of IFA. I love the networking and what you said about the relationship building. Tell me about the content. What's really in it for the founder or maybe someone leading an emerging brand? What types of content can they expect and what could they take away? Sir, we have a tremendous agenda. Thanks to Janine and the folks at IFA for really calling in and focusing on what's important to our emerging franchisors. So we spend considerable time on the building blocks. We have special content on board of directors and FACs. We have special content on how to scale your support system within your brand. When you may only have two or three employees, how do you get to five or six at the home office in order to support growth? We have specific content on tech stack. Well, that's a term that maybe you don't know when you're starting out in franchising and it's so very important. We design our content to be unintimidating. And I say this because it's so important to the audience to feel welcome, to feel heard, and to know that there are no bad questions. Everyone who is a presenter at Emerging, every CEO, every founder, every one of us at one point was a beginner. And that's what we remind ourselves of so that we can gently guide and support those who are attending. So the content is awesome, but we also have some really neat 
opportunities to do a little bit of Fran hacking where small groups can share their particular challenges and get a little bit of advice and feedback from others who are in similar positions. And further, we're taking that mentorship that franchising is all about to another level at Emerging as well, where many of those who are contributors have agreed to be kind of content coaches. And I envision it that these will be the people who help guide some of our emerging folks through their first attendance at IFA. I keep using the word intimate here, and, and that's what this conference is all about. And honestly, by design, we want it to be one where it's a little bit of a community. It's this you know sorority or fraternity of people who are starting out together, and you want that to be kind of exclusive in a way that it's it's a really valuable session. If it gets too big, it becomes less valuable. It's very interesting to me what you said about all of these speakers and presenters and contributors, regardless of what they're doing now for a day job, at mm -hmm. some point they were part of an emerging brand. I think yes. that's so valuable. You go to conferences and it's like, you know, I'd love to hear from the CEO of Subway or Google or Apple, but how does that really apply to what I'm going to be doing next Monday morning with my small team? So I love that idea. Tell me a little bit about your story going from an emerging brand to now being CEO with the Lash Lounge. Yeah, well, I think I've got a, a pretty unique um, perspective and journey that's fresh for the audience at Emerging. And while I've been doing it for three years, it still feels very, um, very relevant for me taking on a position with an emerging, emerging brand now five years ago and coming from a brand that had a 35 year history. I personally wanted to challenge myself and see, you know, am I able to do this same type of brand building or brand refresh or you know, from the from the get to make something go, I was really scared and inherited a lot of mistakes and made a lot of mistakes and worked past those and, you know, really dug deep and got gritty to get things done. And I absolutely want this audience to know just how imperfect most of us are as leaders so that they can approach and learn and listen. And candidly, Jack, I've learned so much in the last handful of years hosting from some great young people who are coming up in this industry and have given me fantastic ideas. So if we stop learning as CEOs and founders and leaders, and we think we're the only ones who have something to offer, well, I would contend, you know, we're really missing out on learning from those who are beside us and next to us, above, beneath, however you want to describe it. So my journey has been in the last five years, not unlike an emerging franchisor. We we got from eight to 125 in, in four years time, basically. That's a lot of work. And I think the most valuable thing I can offer to the audience is, yes, it can be done, it will never be done without mistakes. So hear me tell you what they are and, and try to avoid them. And I hope someone helps me avoid future mistakes as well. I think just hearing from the CEO of a sizable system that she has made some mistakes and may continue to make a few mistakes here and there, but is always learning. I think that's probably the most helpful thing that a founder could hear right now, because there is this perception that once you get to 25 units, 50 units, whatever that, that, you know, level of success that people put out there. I think we think once we get to that level, everything's going to be smooth sailing and I'm going to have learned everything. 
And I just <laughs> got to get to that point. I couldn't agree with you more on that point. The people I'm most impressed with in this industry are those who are least impressed with themselves. Those who have done some really incredible things, but don't need to shine a spotlight on it all the time. They defer to their teams. They regularly talk about their mistakes. Those are the people that I want to learn from. I, the people who are honest about just how hellish it can be, because that's that's where you really that's where you really learn, and that's how you can you can follow and lead. Very good. I would also encourage anyone who maybe is part of a brand that's a little bit bigger than what we would consider emerging. You're still welcome to join us in New Orleans because the real secret here is the bigger brands sometimes, like you said. Uh, learn from the newer people and and learn from people who are looking at franchising with some fresh eyes as well. So I would encourage Certainly. everyone to join us in New Orleans. Again, it's uh, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in New Orleans. If you uh, would like some more information on it, you can find that at franchise.org slash EFC. And Meg, before we go, anything else you'd like to share about the conference or anything else going on in franchising right now? Well, gosh, there's so much going on in franchising at all times. Wouldn't you agree, Jack, whether it's yeah. what we're doing in D.C. <laughs> to affect and protect the, the legacy of franchising and make sure that we have this industry for many, many, many decades to come, or just all the excitement around the upcoming meetings, the, the future IFA in 2024. I would just say that, uh, you know, for me, the one of the most important things about franchising is to continuously develop responsibly and to check yourself on what that means uh, for your brand within your community of franchisees and those that you plan to bring on in the future. And the way to learn responsible franchising is to participate in the industry, listen to those who've done it well, and make sure that you're watching for and listening uh, to some of those stories that haven't developed as well as maybe we anticipated because there's learning everywhere. You just have to be willing to listen and look. Joining us again on Franchise Voice is Richie Huffman, CEO of Celebrity School. Welcome back, Richie. Hey, thank you, Jack. You know, I was thinking about your brand the other day, and I think you're in a very unique position in that you were operating for quite a while before you started franchising. How long was that? 26 years. Wow. And and how many schools did you have open before uh, you started franchising? I guess the magic number is 26, so because uh, <laughs> 26 years, 26 schools, and I opened my first school at age 26. Wow. So 26 is definitely a lucky <laughs> number for you. I would assume all of your lottery tickets will have the number 26 on them somewhere. Why did you decide after operating for 26 years, why franchise? You know, Jack, we, we had thought about franchising several times along those 26 years, and it, it just never felt like it was the right time, meaning that we weren't really prepared. Um, and then after 26 years, after I could step back and, and see an amazing executive team that was, you know, experts in their field, our process and procedures were in place, um, the schools were doing phenomenally well, um, that's, when, that's when I we were like, okay, now, now we're ready. Coming at this as a potential franchise partner, 
why would someone want to franchise with a brand sort of like yourself, as opposed to a brand that's been franchising for 75 years or a brand new brand that they can get in on the ground floor that just started a couple of years ago? Why go with one of these sort of re-emerging brands like mm. yourself? I love that question because I would say to your first um, uh, um, journey, which would be those that have been existing for a long time, I think a lot of those brands are, are stagnant. I think a lot of those brands have stopped innovating. And I think a lot of those brands that are in the you know few hundred uh, units, I think they are treating their new franchise partners um, like, a, like a number, number 450. Um, and so the, the other question or the other uh, um, example is that some of these um, new brands are too new. They're too new and they haven't proven themselves yet. I think that's why Celebrity has been so successful because we're right in the middle. We're right in the middle. We, 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 we've been doing this for 26 years. We know how um, to, to own and operate very successful preschools. Our process procedures are in place. The team's in place. It's not like it's not like a, a, a brand new brand where we haven't quite yet built built out the executive team. We're still waiting, right, to mm -hmm. to add the marketing department. We're still waiting to add the real estate department. We came right out of the gate with all of that already in place, already ready to go. And I think our early adopters. I think now we're up to close to sixty franchise partners that that'll have over 120 uh, celebrity schools. They saw that, they were actually blown away at the infrastructure and the support and the process and procedures that had already been developed and were ready to ready to uh, be applied to our franchise partners. That infrastructure and the support team from the, uh, from the corporate team, that's an interesting idea too, because with so many emerging brands, the CEO is the marketing person and the real estate person and, right. you know, five other things. Right. So yeah, that's a very that's interesting right. point. I'm yeah. going to ask you one final question. What advice would you give a new franchisor who's just starting to franchise, or maybe they're thinking about doing it next year, any advice that you would give them if you could look back over the past few years and say, gee, I wish I would have done this in a different way. I wouldn't say I would do it in a different way. I am so proud of the way we did it. Uh, so that would be my advice. My advice would be, I, I see, you know, I see certain brands and, um, and they have one unit, they've been doing it for 10 years. Somebody said, why don't you franchise? And they think that is the way of expansion. And that is the way to destroy your business. I, I would say be patient, build the team, build the experience, build the process, build the procedures, because a lot of these franchise ors are the only reason why that one unit or two units or three units are successful. And when you start expanding the way Celebrity has expanded, it's all about the culture that you've put in play. It's about the people that you've put into place for the support and the knowledge and the training and the resources and also make sure that your process and procedures are well documented and actually have proven to be successful. So my advice would be, be patient or you can go from one to zero real fast.
And thanks to you for listening to Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association. For more information, go to franchise.org.